On this episode of BTS, we are discussing all things Burn the Stage, the movie. We're talking about our experiences before and after the movie, what we experienced during the movie, and if there was anything that we thought that could have been improved. We are also breaking down our most memorable parts of the movie for each member. Listen as we recount our first BTS public event. Let's get it. Hey everybody. Hey Army. <laughs> Why are we so awkward today? Don't we don't have time for this. Okay. Hey Army. So what's up? Hey, We're coming at up? you. Gonna... <laughs> we are coming at you. This is gonna be a weird episode. So uh get ready. We're going to be discussing Burn the Stage, the movie. We both went and saw it last night. We couldn't record last night our reaction so we decided to record today and we have lots to talk about so erica where do we want to start well first off we want to talk about that molly and i actually ended up seeing it in two different locations so we're not in the same area so she lives in texas i live in california so we both had two different time zones that we were in and two different experiences which is why we're coming today together a day later well a day half a day later to discuss it so we'll be discussing our different experiences what we thought of the movie a little bit of what we saw in the movie there will be quote-unquote spoilers although this is kind of like a weird movie it's not like a Harry Potter movie where it's like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> happened. Um, but we will be discussing stuff that happened. So if you didn't want to be spoiled on anything that's in there, you probably should listen to this after you watch the movie. If you're not able to see the movie because it's such a limited showing, then this might be a great you know, podcast for you to listen to in order for you to feel like you were there. Um, we're going to talk about our experiences before the movie, what the atmosphere was like, what the atmosphere was like during the movie. We're going to break down everything. We're also going to share our thoughts about it, too. So it'll be a nice burn the stage mega episode of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So first of all, what was burn the stage for people that don't really know or that might be new to bts what exactly was burn the stage the movie burn the stage the movie was like kind of a bigger movie version of this series that they had on youtube uh, under youtube premium that was eight episodes long that followed them behind the scenes of their wings tour which was their tour that they did in 2017 and Burn the Stage is a docu-style film that's about eight, well, not about, it is 83 minutes long that they brought to the main screen. Yeah, they sold in pre-sell tickets, they sold almost a million tickets worldwide, globally. So it did really well. But like we said, it only had limited showings. It's only really showing this particular weekend. We're recording this the day after, just so you know, November 16th. It came out November 15th. So very limited showings. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit maybe about that later on, too. That's basically the very general gist of what the movie was. Um, but we'll break down like what we actually saw in the movie as we get into it. But before we do that, let's talk about getting ready for the movie, getting ready for the show to start. Most of you know, we are a little bit older. 
I didn't do this purposely, but I was getting ready and I braided my hair and I wore my chimney hat that I got. And just my my whole outfit, I look a whole lot younger than I am, thankfully. Um, and I, I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to blend in. Like, I'm not going to stick out because I was going by myself. I was telling Erica last night, I don't know if I've ever been to a movie by myself. And it was a totally different experience for me. I had to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to the theater. I was so excited. Wasn't even thinking about it. I'm in the car. I'm driving. And I'm just like oh, did I get the time right? I just want to make sure. So I checked my phone at a stoplight. I had the time wrong, but it was 30 minutes after what I thought it was. <laughs> so I was going to be over an hour early to my movie. I sat in my car because I didn't want to go in and be looking around and wandering around by myself. <laughs> so I sat in my car for a little bit. Then I went into the theater. The one that I went to was like a bar and grill. So there was actually, I got my ticket and there was actually like a bar in the middle of the lobby and I sat at the bar, I got a drink and it's kind of looking around because my theater wasn't ready yet because I was so early. There was like a group of people standing in the corner, but they were all maybe college aged. Um, and I wasn't really sure what I was looking for because as we've alluded to before, this was kind of our first BTS experience. And other than seeing videos of people at concerts and like news clips and stuff. I wasn't really sure what to expect or like who to look for. So I'm just kind of sitting there drinking my beer. And then a guy comes out and calls that our theater is ready. All these people start lining up to go. It was such a diverse group of people. There were a lot of people in their 20s. There were a handful of older people, maybe our age, um, maybe 30s, 40s. And then there were only a very few people under under 20 it looked like there were a lot of guys which I was really surprised I was like is this the right movie because I just I don't want to say that I assume but a lot of the videos and fan cams and things the majority of people at the concerts are girls but there were a lot of guys there and so I was so confused oh is this really my movie and I wait I finish my drink and I go into the theater and I sit down and there was a mom and her daughter next to me and they weren't really talking very much and then the rest of my row was empty. <laughs> so I'm looking around and the whole theater is, is filling up except for my row. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, great. Like I wanted to come have an experience and meet some people and nobody's going to show up. And I knew my theater was sold out. Then about 10 minutes later, a girl shows up and she sits in the seat, not right next to me, but the one after. So there's a seat in between us. She was kind of keeping to herself and I didn't know if she was waiting for people or so I didn't really say anything to her. A few minutes after that, this guy comes kind of like rushing in and he looks like he had been in a hurry. And um, there was maybe five or 10 minutes before the movie started. And he sits in the seat next to me. We start talking and then the other girl starts talking to us. Come to find out the three of us were all there by ourselves. So that was kind of the beginning of my movie. And we started talking and we hit it off right away. And we were all just really excited. And it just hyped me up even more for the movie. And the guy next to me is also new to BTS. I hadn't told you this yet, Erica. He's new this year to BTS as well. So he was still kind of learning stuff. Hi, Eric and Hannah, by the way. Yeah, so that was my experience. And it just really hyped me up and made me even more excited. Yeah, I was uh, texting Molly throughout at least the part where no one was sitting by her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
So we were texting because I was really excited about this experience and she's going to experience it about two hours before me. So my experience is I did not go alone. I did go with my boyfriend who is a very casual BTS fan kind of by proxy, but he does enjoy them. And even though he's by it's by proxy, he like knows a lot about them because I'm obsessed with them. So he <laughs> and I when I don't talk to Molly about it, I talk to him about it. So <laughs> yeah, they're my life. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Mine too. My, my situation was a little different because I do live in California and unfortunately, you know, we've been affected by really bad wildfires in both Northern and Southern California, which is just devastating for all the families and people who are involved. And it's been very, very depressing. I fortunately have not been in an area that's been directly affected by it. So I'm safe in everything. But um, if you were to look back at the news or anything from like yesterday, pretty much the Bay Area is where I live was the worst air quality in the world. Uh, It was at like a level like 300, which is like crazy. So I had to put on like a Terminator mask (laughs) in order to like brave the world. I'm like, BTS, I love you. I'm risking my lungs for you. But I had to go out and it was just crazy. I was telling, I was texting Molly about it. I was like, Molly, it looks like Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince out here. (laughs) I was like, where's Voldemort? Where's Voldemort? It's really hazy, really gray. Like I've never just like seen it so like much like that. So, and it was just spread everywhere. So it was a really kind of crazy thing. So I wanted to make sure that I was like indoors, not hanging out too much, but yeah, didn't feel the most like making new friends in a mask. <laughs> but anyway, I got to the movie theater and there were a lot of people already there, like a nice handful of people who were wearing all their merchandise. And I had a lot of regrets because Molly and I were thinking of ordering merchandise a few weeks ago at the same time. And me trying to be frugal or whatever, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to resist. I don't need this. But I kind of wish that I would have looked official BTS because everybody had their stuff on. Everybody looked, not everybody looked young, but initially there were a lot of young people. There were some girls that were just chatting and, you know, giving some commentary on the situation and being like, oh my gosh, and talking about the tour and everything. But we went straight to the theater where they were holding it. There were three screens that were showing. And there weren't many people there right away. And I was really excited. Um, Not too far after I sat down a couple. Well, there's one girl who's already in our row who was already like seated. And then two girls came after that. And so then I was excited. So I just started talking and I was (laughs) like, how long have you guys liked BTS? Who are your bias? And everything like that. So uh, there was Jim and bias mostly. And then there was, uh, did she say Jungkook? I think she might have said Jungkook. And I was like, yay. And I think I overdid it because it's like Jungkook is not my bias. So she's like, oh, (laughs) Jungkook's yours. And there was no way for me to say, no, my friend Molly, she loves Jungkook. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I had to just stop being weird. But I was like, oh, sugar. But it was weird because my boyfriend was in between the rest of us. So like we were talking (laughs) over him. And he's like, do you want to move? And I was like, no. I was like, sugar's my bias. I'm like, well, my boyfriend's my bias, but sugar's my bias too. And my boyfriend was just rolling his eyes. It's like, whatever. Uh, (laughs) 
But yeah, we we chatted a little bit and I looked around the theater. I saw some people wear like I saw everybody wearing merchandise. But one thing that did surprise me in a good way was that someone was wearing like a gin bias T-shirt. And I was like, yeah, you never really see gin stuff. So I was like, you go, girl. So, yeah, that's basically how it was. I was really surprised that people didn't get there that early. I guess it's because there's reserved seating. But I thought people might be getting there at like, you know, a half an hour, 20 minutes, 15 minutes before the film. And most people came probably like five minutes before. That's where um, most people were there at least half an hour before my movie. Um, there were a lot of people. I think I told you this, Erica, when I was texting you. There were a lot of people out in the lobby and like around the bar area. But I didn't know what I was looking for or what the demographics were going to be. So I didn't know that they were in our in my movie. So ours was about was over halfway full about 30 minutes prior. And then there were some stragglers that came about 10 minutes before. Um, I want to say everybody was pretty much in their seats within 10 minutes prior. So there was only one theater. Well, there was only one theater and then one showing at the theater for it because I am in the boonies of East Texas. So and I had to still drive an hour to go see the movie. <laughs> so it's it's really interesting just to see the different the differences in location. And also wasn't there merchandise at your theater as well? No, there wasn't. I was looking okay. for it, but there was at when I was looking through Instagram and Twitter, other locations had it. So my location didn't, even though there's a lot of people, they didn't do anything special. Like, they didn't have any posters because I wanted to get a picture mm-hmm. next to, like, a poster or something. There were no posters. There was no merchandise. It just really was, like, blah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Same at ours. Um, they only had the picture for Burn the Stage, up, you know, next to the theater that we were in. But it's a video screen. And so... um I forgot to take a picture before and I was going to get a picture after and uh, my two new friends and I that I made we chatted we're chatting a little bit after and I was like oh I want to go take a picture of it but they had changed instantly like as soon as the movie was over they changed it to whatever the next movie that was going to be in that (laughs) theater was so I didn't even get a chance to do that and there were no other um, promotional stuff which was weird to me because I've lived the last about eight years I've lived in bigger cities and the movie theaters always have for like big movies or you know whatever showing they always have like the big promotional posters outside in the lobby and you're able to you know take a picture do whatever and uh, this theater was just really different and didn't have any of that stuff so well this kind of ties into a bigger theory I have about this movie but that's going to come when we kind of express our final thoughts about it so I won't get into it now let's talk about our experience once the movie came on so we're going to do just like a little general overview of like the feelings the reactions and then we're going to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of everything so when it started for me everyone start everyone like screamed and started clapping and There was a group of people in the row in front of me that were older, probably, I want to say they're probably around our age. And there was one guy, he was with his wife, he was wearing camo, he had on a beanie, he looked very country, but he was like the biggest fan, I think, in the theater. He was like screaming and clapping and yelling, and it was really funny. It comes on, and I want to say the first probably 10 minutes of the movie, anytime... 
someone different came on the screen, everyone started screaming and clapping and cheering and stuff. And then once it got into like the meat of the movie and like the middle of the movie, uh, for the most part, everybody was was really quiet. Uh, I know I sang along to some of the songs, but not not really loud, but I didn't really hear anybody else like singing. And I know we've we've talked about this before. Jimin definitely got the most screams and claps and yells in our theater. So I think it's fun to see that too of like, you don't really know everyone's bias, but you can kind of tell by who they cheer for whenever they come on the screen. And it's funny that he's so worldwide, you know, even though Jin is quote unquote worldwide handsome, Jimin seems now anyway, to get the most reactions out of people all across the board. What about you? What happened when it first started in your theater? I'm sure they did this for you too. They had like a BT21 commercial like yep. right before the movie. Yep. And so when that came up, everybody screamed. Uh, Shooky was first. So I didn't really get to appropriately scream <laughs> because I was just so shocked. So I was just like, ah, you know, and then it moved on. So then people were screaming, you know, for their bias when that came on. So that was like exciting and everyone was excited. But as soon as that came off, like there was like a little moment of like silence before like the film came up and someone in the audience was like, okay, guys, film is about to come on. No fan chance during the film. Oh, really? And so, yeah. So then like, so when it came up, I thought people might like clap or something once we saw them on the screen, but like everyone was quiet. I think everyone was scared to like oh express themselves at all. So it was just like inside, I was like, there they are on the screen. But I was like, <laughs> I couldn't say anything. Oh my gosh, that is so crazy. Seriously, like the first 10 minutes, like people were going nuts in our theater. It was like, it was like a mini concert. No, it was like different. And okay, so eventually it like loosened up. And as we were watching the film, like there was a lot of laughing, a lot of right. mm-hmm. a lot of like things like that. But no one sang a song. <laughs> no one, no one even moved their heads. Like I was like the only one <laughs> bopping along and stuff. I was the only one. I was like, okay, not today, you know, but <laughs> no one moved. Everyone were like, was like a statue. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. They were like, the wrath came down and you know, it reminds me, I actually wanted to speak about this. So before the movie, I was trying not to look too much. Cause I, I still wanted to be surprised or like, I didn't really know what to expect, but I still also wanted to see what fan reactions were in different mm-hmm. countries. And so there was this one thing that was kind of being retweeted and shared around. And it was this fan flash mob and I think, Malaysia. Yeah. Yep. The idol. And I thought that was so cool. It was in the lobby of the movie theater, right? And I was like, oh, that's really cool that they did all this, you know, big hype. But part of it being passed along, there was this, like, message that was like, okay, fans should not be doing this. This is a movie. You guys are doing too much you need to sit down. Don't be doing this at the movies. Like, just go and enjoy. Be quiet. If someone isn't quiet, I'm going to, like, pop them in the face, you know, or something like that. And I'm like, okay, first of all, these people are just dancing in the main area. They're not doing it during right. the movie. They're just celebrating and showing their joy. I don't think there's anything that's a problem as long as you're not being obnoxious during the film. Like, you can react. Right. Just don't, like, 
speak too much over it. And so the fact that that was being passed along on social media, I was like, geez, these people need to just like lighten up and have a good time. But (laughs) apparently I was at one of the places where people were like, I want to see every single bit of this by myself and get, you know, not miss anything. And of course, I'm not advocating for anyone to be like disruptive during a movie. But part of the reason that seeing a movie is like so fun is because you're in it together. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was going to be this like cool event that you go through with other people and to like share your love of BTS and to again, laugh, cry together, maybe sing together, dance and bop around a little bit, not like stand up and dance, but like, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> move your head, you know? pull out doing on a fire dance or DNA or something in the middle of the theater. And I, of course, I'd rather everybody be able to at least enjoy it and hear and see what was going on than, like, people be obnoxious and be, like, crazy. So, like, I prefer my experience to, like, the opposite of that. But at the same time, I do feel like people felt a little bit scared to be expressive. (laughs) That's so crazy. We had such different experiences. Um, Because also, I had mentioned that the theater I went to was a bar and grill so you can order food and stuff during the movie people are placing orders before the movie started but people's food didn't start coming until after the movie mine my food didn't come until it was like right when the movie started and I placed my order I'm gonna say probably 15-20 minutes before the movie started there's a little button on you have a tray table to where you put your food and there's a, a call button you can call the server i mean there were people coming in and out the guy next to me was ordering drinks during the movie so there's like movement going on but it never like it never took away from the movie for me um and then eric the guy sitting next to me uh saying he was new so he actually had a lot of questions hannah the girl on the other side of him she's been uh she's a k-pop fan in general but she's been following them since their debut So he kept kind of asking both of us questions during the movie. We would, Hannah and I would kind of look at each other uh, because there were a lot of inside jokes from like run BTS and like lots of little, lots of little things that um, we both knew. So we would kind of look at each other and laugh. So it was just a total different experience. I think maybe I had the experience you wanted (laughs) Um, or a little bit of it. Um, it, None of it was ever disruptive though. And I never heard anyone else in the theater if they were doing the same things we were, I never really heard them talking or discussing anything. Everyone just seemed to enjoy it. That's just, that's so interesting that we had such different experiences. So let just let you guys all know. So the way that the movie was kind of like paced or designed or whatever you want to say is that like there was this overall narrator who was kind of like describing their journey through the Wings tour through this like poetic metaphoric language and they kind of had different chapters that they went through and then little like behind the scenes clips and everything and because that's the nature of the film I was thinking that we could break it down by like talking about each member and like standout moments that we remembered from that there's a couple of things about each of the guys that that stuck out to me um and I'm interested to see if we uh notice the same things about them so for RM this just really validated that he is their leader to me he was like the encourager through the whole movie anytime things got tough even just like being a motivator he was the one that was like all right we can do this like don't don't get down on yourself we we got this let's focus on this and he was really kind of pulling them 
in the direction of like being focused and being their leader. And I think it's so interesting that a lot of times I see him as the leader just because he's the one that speaks English. And now a lot of the stuff we're seeing is that they're in the States and he's the leader when they're in the States. But I mean, and we know he's the leader all the time, but he's not the oldest one. And he just, he has leadership qualities. And it really showed to me in this film, because a lot of the times in the run BTS episodes and stuff on V live and, and little clips that you see he's this kind of goofy personality sometimes and he's really clumsy but seeing him this way it just really um it was really refreshing to see him step up in that role and to see not just little clips of him being a leader but basically like a whole movie of him leading the guys through this tour yeah i definitely noticed the same things as you when it comes to rm I was actually thinking this as I was watching it. Um, I remember the book that we read about BTS that Molly Mm -hmm. and I have a book that kind of just talks about an unauthorized, you know, biography of them or whatever. And it talks about how they were formed, yada, yada, yada. And in it, we found out that RM was the first member and he, the group was built basically around him. So Mm -hmm. I definitely think he has this sense of ownership and like, intention of being the leader and you can just see it like he's like while the other guys are just doing their thing I think he really thinks about like okay what can I say to really focus us on the right things and Mm -hmm. keep us going I think he really puts that on his shoulders but it doesn't seem like a burden like some people might have things on their shoulders and it's like uh I can't handle this or like this is too much I think he sees it as an honor you definitely just could see him taking that on and he's great at it. That was really fun to see so much of his like leadership come through. I mean, I'm not thinking of anything like specifically that like stood out except for what you just mentioned about him. Like with that. Oh, now that you said that one of the things that did stick out to me is after they won. So we talked about that this covers their tour in 2017 and that was their first appearance on the billboard music awards here in the States. They didn't. Oh yeah. Yeah, they um they didn't perform that year, but they were in attendance because they were they were and they were nominated and they ended up winning. After they won, uh they continued on their tour and they were kind of joking a little bit at times. They're like, Oh, the Billboard Music Award winning artists are coming through and you know, stuff like that and alluding to that. But then their first concert after they won rm is having a conversation with them you know before the concert he's like let's focus now that we've won a billboard music award we're in the spotlight a little bit more we need to be perfect you know we need to do our best but they do their best every time it's funny because there would be times before that and they're like oh so and so messed up on this part or so and so messed up on this part and i guarantee you nobody knew that they messed up because they were just so excited And they're all such perfectionists, like no one in the audience would have even noticed that they messed up. This first performance after the Billboard Music Awards, RM is just like, hey, let's have our best performance that we've had yet because so many eyes are on us now. And I just thought that was a really good leadership quality of him to say, you know, now that we're recognized in the States now a little bit more. Even more eyes are watching us. We have to be the best that we can be, um, even though they are all the time. So that was one thing that stuck out to me. Indeed. Do you want to move on? Or did you have anything else to say? Yep. Yep. I really want to talk about sugar. Okay. 
I feel, and it's not just because he's my bias, I feel like Suga was the star of the movie. <laughs> At least where we were in our movie theater, like everyone laughed so much anytime Suga was pretty much on the screen. And I think it's because he's this like deadpan to all the silliness of the guys. He's just so different from the rest of them. I think the biggest laugh that was gotten was when all the guys were having fun at the barbecue and jump. There's this big montage where they're flipping and jumping into the pool and doing backflips and having so much fun. And then the camera shows Sugar next to the pool in a chair, just drinking wine. <laughs> yep. Chilling by himself. The audience just like, laughed was like so hard because that's so sugar when sugar was like saying I don't really drink wine to write songs but <laughs> we see this like montage again or the scene of him like filling up a lot of cups of wine and his face <laughs> getting red and I just felt like anytime he was on screen it he would just be funny and just like say something or do something that's just completely in his character but it's just like really like laughable too so I just I felt like he was one of the people that just really lifted the film up. But. He did. And it, he was also so relatable, especially in that scene, because he, you know, regardless of what he was doing, he's working on writing music. I feel like especially all of us over 21 anyway can relate. If you're sitting there working on something and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to have a glass of wine. He's like, oh, but I, I don't need to drink. And then you just pour yourself another glass. That's so relatable because I've definitely done that before. You know, it shows us also that they're human and that they have difficulties doing stuff, too. And even though we've known things about Sugar, like he writes a lot of music and he can just like pump out a ton of songs in a year's time, uh, that he does struggle to do that sometimes as well. He was the the whole movie, as Eric had said earlier, had kind of like a poetic feel to it. And it wasn't like upbeat all the time. There's a lot of like really hard, harsh reality things. But then a lot of the time Sugar was on the screen. Um, he did. He just made everybody laugh. Erica, his personality, I think, came out a whole lot like he is in Run BTS when I always tell you his humor and his um his personality is so funny compared to some of the other guys. And it is, it's that dry, like deadpan humor. He did, he stole the show, I think. And I was really surprised that he had so much screen time. I felt like he was on screen a lot more than, um, than some of the other guys, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But something I also noticed was him stepping up as a leader as well, as kind of like the stage leader. Specifically, there was one part they were uh, rehearsing before the concert, and Suga's the one that's like, okay, I can't hear you, I sound too loud, blah, 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 and like telling the sound mixers and directors and everyone what needs to be fixed and changed. And I feel like he has this kind of like, this presence on stage because he knows music so well that he knows what sounds good and what's off and what's not maybe compared to some of the younger members uh just seeing him kind of step up as a leader on stage um because he is one of the you know the big brothers and to see him step up into that role was fun he's such yeah he's such a comic relief which mm -hmm. is funny because i think if you're a fan and you're not really watching like all this stuff, you might not get that from him. And you might think that he, does he fit in quite with the group? Obviously, musically, sonically, and stuff he does. But you're like, oh, his personality, I'm not sure. But he does. 
But it's in a very unique way and a different role than like everybody else. One of my favorite moments, too, that I'm just thinking about now is like all the guys have this moment where they're supposed to imitate all the other guys' solo <laughs> songs. <laughs> and we'll talk about some of the other ones later. But when Sugar goes up, it's so funny because it's like so Sugar. He w- did he do Jin song? Um, He did. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. It was either Jin or Jimin's. I think it was Jin's because I think Jim, we'll go through it. I think as we're talking about the other guys, we'll remember too, but I think it was Jin's song. Um, but anyway, he like starts singing it and like, is like sounding horrible, obviously. Um, and then he's like, I can't do this. And it's just so funny because all the other guys like really put the full effort in really like did the like whole thing. And then of course, Shug is like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like they and at it, least tried and he sings like, two bars and then just stops and like no I'm done (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like sugar was just so funny and it kind of redefined like why I enjoy sugar so much like I just feel like I relate to him I feel like if I wasn't a boy band I would be him oh and another comment that he said he's like I'm on the 18-6 diet I haven't eaten for I haven't eaten for 18 hours and then now I'm gonna eat for six (laughs) yeah I can totally relate to that too (laughs) Uh, I loved sugar I'm sure yeah well we'll uh we'll go into J-Hope uh, the other comic relief of the movie then um, he also had this cute little worrier about him. I see him. I know Jin a lot of times is kind of like the mom, but J-Hope had kind of a mom role in this. He was always worried about everyone when they would, um, you know, in between performances when they're going down and changing outfits and stuff, he would always be like, oh, so-and-so was looking tired or, hey, you need to drink some water and this. And he was worried about every single one of the members and making sure that they were all taking care of themselves. He's usually not like that, which is, um, so I was really happy to see him take on that role. Or maybe he is, but it's not shown a lot. He's usually kind of only the comic relief um, and he doesn't take on that like worry or big brother role all the time because he has so many other guys that are you know his big brothers too so that was really fun to see he was definitely a comic relief too there were a lot of really good j-hope moments and i don't know about you which your favorite this was like probably the biggest laugh in our theater other than the sugar with the wine was when J-Hope had V's puppy and was making him dance. It was just so cute because it was totally J-Hope. If you don't know, V has a little Pomeranian dog. His name's Yantan, and they call him Tanny. He's a little black and tan Pomeranian. And in this film, he was a little puppy. And this particular concert was in uh, a concert they had in Korea. The dog was there backstage, the best job ever. Can I be your dog, V? So he He had his puppy backstage hanging out with uh, the rest of the band. And J-Hope is playing with it. Oh, well, Jungkook was playing with it. My heart melted. But then J-Hope's playing with him. He makes him start dancing to Mic Drop. And it was so cute. He's like, did you see my bag? Did you see my bag? And I'm actually doing the movements right now. And then he like continues to make the dog like dance, like moves his arms to make him dance. And it was the cutest thing. And it was so funny. And like everyone in our theater just died. I loved it. Yeah, everyone really laughed so hard during that scene, too. And I remember seeing that little clip during the trailer and everything. Mm -hmm. But 
seeing the context of it made it even funnier. Everybody right before it came out, it's like that scene came out and they saw the dog. They're like, oh, and even how the dog pops up in that scene, it's like, pop, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> um, that scene was really cute. It's so funny because when you said that J-Hope was the comic relief as well, I definitely agree, but I'm like, what specifically? Like, I can't like think of too many things like specifically. It's just kind of like everything like he does besides when he was like worrying or whatever. He always just like was funny, you know, but I can't think of like, cause he, I think he does more of like quick, like quips or quick, like little mm-hmm. statements. So it's like a little bit more, no offense. It sounds so bad, forgettable, but you know, it seems forgettable, but it's still much appreciated. I guess the one thing that's standing out to me is when they did the imitation songs. But actually, I felt like he did a really good job on V's song. It was V's, right? Yeah. And he was, uh, before they debuted, he was actually training as a singer. So he wasn't initially a rapper. Like, he had to learn rap. I think maybe he knew a little bit because he was, like, a street dancer and, and in that kind of vibe and stuff. But he was training to be a singer. So he has a really good voice, actually. And um, I thought he did a good job on that, like, too. Everybody was, like, impressed. Like, at first he was being silly, but then he, like, hit that high note and everyone was like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) That's something that stands out to me. Do you know anything more specifically? I've been trying to think while while we've been talking about it. Um, I think you're right. He's just always kind of funny in the background. He maybe he makes like funny faces or he'll just say something really quick that's funny. And because he's so funny, usually in, in the Run BTS episodes and things like that. And there's a lot of things that really stick out. He wasn't really focused on in this one as much, I didn't think. So I can't, other than playing with Tanny, I can't really think of anything. Well, we love J-Hope. He's so funny and he was great. Let's talk about Jin. So Jin was hard for me on this one. He also, to me, I didn't have a whole lot of specific things other than he really took on his big brother role. And, like, taking their mind off of things after the shows. There was a lot of footage of Jin when they're, like, in the hotel rooms and stuff after the shows. And they're kind of together or they're hanging out. And he's just taking their mind off of stuff and talking about other stuff other than the show. um, And just kind of bringing them back down if something, like, went wrong. And just trying to take their minds off of that kind of stuff and, and be normal for a minute. Other than that, I mean, there wasn't a ton of stuff about Jin that really stuck out to me. <laughs> Poor Jin. Um, at our movie theater, there's a few moments. So when he was being worked out in his hotel oh, yes. room. Oh, I forgot. Yes, I forgot about that. People found that like hilarious. Like they were cracking up busting guts uh, when he was getting worked out. So that was a really funny scene with Jin. Another thing is like, I definitely saw his like dad joke mentality yes. at one moment. When he was like rehearsing on, well, probably more than one moment, but when he w- they were rehearsing on the stage and like how he just has tries to like lighten the mood and stuff like that. So I, you know, he definitely was doing that. And then he was getting down on that grill. <laughs> he was uh, when they were barbecuing. Jin was working it out. Yeah, he. I mean, he's basically their cook at home. So I really liked that scene too with all of them. So there was a scene 
it looks like they were most likely in an Airbnb that was like a super nice mansion house Airbnb. <laughs> and they were in the backyard with a pool and they were all grilling. And it was just kind of like some normalcy to a really long, strenuous tour. And they got to have a day where they just got to barbecue and hang out by the pool and swim. And there were a lot of good moments, I think, for all of them in that scene. And Jin definitely, yeah, he... um he works it on the grill, so. But besides that, I don't know that there's much else that I have to say about Jen. So if you're okay, we can move on. That kind of brings me to V then, because I feel like V didn't have a lot either. Nothing really stuck out to me with V either. I felt like he was just kind of along for the ride, you know, like he's just always there in the background. I totally agree. I feel like he just... He has a stronger personality than, yeah. like, they showed on this. Yeah. And he pretty much was, like, Mr. Invisible Man, except for one scene the, to me. The one with Jimin? Oh, okay, well, <laughs> maybe oh, well, two okay. scenes. Then two scenes. Um, So my scene, I said, was the one with Jimin, which we'll talk about. Um, oh, Jimin and Jung- yeah. Jimin and Jungkook have the two biggest impacts on me. So we'll talk about this a little more in depth in a minute, but Jimin uh, was being really hard on himself and he comes backstage and uh, V sitting by himself, which was weird. V's like in a room by himself on his phone and Jimin comes in and V can tell something's wrong with him. And, you know, we ask him, are you okay? Jimin doesn't respond. And V gets up and walks over there and he like pulls him up and walks him off camera. And then V comes back into the frame, but Jimin doesn't. So we don't know what he said to him. We don't know where he like took Jim in. He's just like, hey, go be by yourself. Or, we, you know, we don't know what he said. But that was really kind of like the only thing that stuck out to me about V. And and he's very caring like that in a lot of other episodes of like Run BTS and things on V Live and and Bon Voyage and things like that. If, if any of the other members are hurting or something's going on, V is very loving and very caring and he does have a much stronger personality than what they showed i will say they did show a lot of footage like concert footage of v like him dancing and stuff Mm -hmm. but that's not that's not just you know that's not him that's not all he can do he has so much more to him than just having like really good stage presence so i was really kind of disappointed that he didn't have a bigger presence what was the scene that stood out to you of him? I'd say there's two things that stood out. Um, I'll talk about the scene in just a second. But one thing I did notice, like you said, I feel like V was there visually. Mm-hmm. And I really got to see what you pointed out to me that I didn't really notice until our episode about the MGA Awards, which is about a couple episodes back if you're interested in listening to our reaction. <laughs> but um, Shameless plug. I know, right? But in that, we were talking about, like, how he seemed to be swimming in his dad's suit. That's what he looked like he was wearing. Um, But that was (laughs) just poking some good fun at him. He looked good. But I didn't really notice before that point that he wore such loose clothes and you were saying that. And so during this movie, I really saw it, like, especially when they were on stage, you know, just like his baggy clothing and especially in that scene that you pointed out about him and Jimin one of the things I was thinking before we got to the seriousness of the scene was like is he wearing pajamas anyway (laughs) but obviously V is more than baggy clothes but the scene that stood out to me was again the scene where they're all imitating each other and he does Jungkook's song um, begin right 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was just so funny and cute. And obviously he doesn't do it as well as Jen Cook. It was kind of cute to just see him do the like, you know, fancy footwork of that song, the dance break that everybody knows of. And like that fa- song is famous for when Jen Cook performs it. And I love seeing V do it. And everybody in the audience is like, ah! I know because he actually he did a really good job of it. Um, definitely not as good as John Cook, but he did a really good job. And whenever they do that kind of stuff, I'm not a dancer. I've been trying to learn some of their dances, and it takes me forever to learn one move basically. But they know all of their dances over the past five years. They know each other's dances. They know other K-pop groups dances. So it's just it's crazy to me that they even know each other's choreography and to be able to do it that well. I would I would be lost. I would just be like moving my feet weird. And I don't know. Yeah, he did a good job. So and he was the first one in the like imitating thing. So it was like it's a, it was a good one to start off with for that scene. But that's pretty much it for V. I was a little disappointed because he's become one of my favorites to watch on V Live. So I was really looking forward to scenes with him in it. Um, so I was a little disappointed, but that's all right. We got a lot of other content and Jimin and Jungkook really had the most effect on me. Um, so which one would you prefer to talk about first? We can talk about Jimin first so we can save your boo for last. <laughs> We all know Jimin is really hard on himself and we just see little bits and pieces of it, but we got to see how much of an effect this has on him like through an entire year. And what I didn't realize is their Wings tour basically lasted almost a whole year. It started in February of 2017 and it didn't end until the end of 2017. They had some breaks and some little things like in between there. I don't know. It, that's a really long tour, but it, it really took its toll on Jimin. And we know he's a perfectionist. And as if you listen to our MGA Awards uh, reaction video, you'll hear a little bit about that. Jimin, you know, he he got one part during rehearsal. It wasn't even in the performance during a rehearsal of his song Lie. That is his um, his single on that album. He messed up a part in rehearsal this wasn't even during the performance and he's beating himself up about it and he it's like almost like he couldn't get past it and that's the scene i was talking about with v later he um that v you know talks to him about it and he goes and sits by himself and he's he's all upset about it and we know you want to be perfect we know he wants to be perfect but this was in a in a rehearsal and it's one thing to kind of mess up during a live performance or whatever but to beat yourself up so much about something in a rehearsal just goes to show like his dedication and his love for what he does and how much he wants to succeed and put on a good performance it just it really just hurt my heart it made me really sad that he um you know that he was so hard on himself during this whole tour I feel like Jimin got a lot of Oz during mm-hmm. the the showing and a lot of sympathy from the audience and accordingly and deservedly. I think that Jimin definitely was the person that they used as an example of like what pressures and struggles they kind of like go through mm-hmm. just because he so visibly carries that perfectionism and everything he does. I know the other guys do too, but he especially just like takes it very hard. 
I think anyone who has struggled with perfectionism can definitely relate to that of overly focusing and being too hard on themselves. And, you know, I noticed, too, that the guys would definitely make sure to, like, let Jim know when he did a good job or to reassure him. And I Mm -hmm. think they kind of just know that that's just an area of insecurity for him. Anyone looking at Jimin would be like, what are you talking about? I think the thing is, is that when we look at Jimin, we see like the product, you know, the finished product, Mm -hmm. but we don't know where he started exactly. I think it's easy to think that anyone who like sings, dances, even is good looking is just that way naturally. A lot of times it's a lot of hard work. And I think that Jimin is definitely one of those people who has started maybe from a different place and ended up in a different place but because he has to work to maintain it and it's not something that comes naturally to him it's a source of insecurity when you have maybe people like Jungkook Jungkook. who Mm -hmm. can do everything well naturally and for Jiminy he has to like really stay on it or it can get away from him so I think it's hard to like we were like why are you beating yourself up but at the same time I think it's one of those things that like it's kind of like you can look at someone who's really fit or something like on Instagram right and you can be like oh they look so great but they probably have a great metabolism and whatever right but some of those people like have to work out really hard and eat really well and if they don't stay on top of that then they have genes that would also cause them to like gain a lot of weight or not be like that but we don't see that part and I Mm -hmm. think it's kind of like the same with Jimin in terms of like his singing and dancing performance he has to work really hard yeah and he's pretty open about how you know he was classically trained as a dancer before and he had to work hard to dance the style that bts dances like he didn't fit in with their style at first because he had he was trained in a whole different other style of dance so he does have to work extra hard and um you know he he talks about all the time that his he's not a naturally good singer and that he has to work really hard and I love his voice. I think he has a naturally good voice. It's it's um, very different. It's not a normal, um, like Jungkook's, uh, some people describe it as honey, that honey sounding sweet spot that Jungkook has, but it's very unique and different Jimin's voice. And I think that is natural to him, but he has to work to maintain that and to make it better as do a lot of other artists and a lot of other people. And even a lot of the other members of the group, you know, he's not the only one, but we don't see that until now. Like we don't see all that hard work. And uh, the same thing goes with like the concerts. We don't, we only see the finished product. We only see uh, the fan cams or what we see at the actual concert. For those of you lucky enough to have gone to that, we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. So I'm really glad that, that they did this to see, even though we, we knew they worked hard, we got to see exactly how hard they work. You know, that kind of brings me to Jungkook and how he almost passed out multiple times. Uh, they pushed themselves so hard to the point of exhaustion. They're going in and out and back and forth through these performances and they're sweating and, you know, not drinking enough water and pushing themselves too hard in certain dances because they want it to be perfect. And Jungkook is the main one doing all this. And he, you know, is risking his health to put on a great performance. And that's something that I think maybe they're more in tune with now 
because this was their first world performance was the or world tour was the wings tour and comparing how that was and like the dances that they did i feel like they did a lot more choreographed stuff in the wings tour than what we've seen in the love yourself tour um they do a lot of songs on the love yourself tour but they don't do the full choreography to all of them and i think they learned from the wings tour that they can't do that they can't push themselves to that point or someone is going to either seriously get injured or or even worse have a heart attack or something and risk their health um just to put on a concert even though you know that's their life and that's their job but it's not worth losing that over to uh to make a perfect concert and jungkook just i don't know they just it really he's my bias everyone knows that and it it really hurt me to see them pushing themselves like that and all of them pushing themselves so hard just to put on a great performance and put on a good show for for people and that's also when rm would kind of come in and be like all right you need to take it easy you need to you know don't push yourself on this next song because we need you i already had a lot of respect for them but it made me have even more respect for them after what they went through on that tour i want to kind of go back to jimin for a second what Jungkook did and the way he pushes himself to me is kind of like different than the way that Jimin does, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. I think Jimin's comes from a place of feeling insecure mm-hmm. and feeling not good enough, whereas Jungkook's comes from, I need to make sure that I give the fans everything that they like deserve. So it's like kind of stemming from a different place. And, you know, during the movie, as Jungkook was passing out as they were showing like kind of like the footage of that the narrator was the voice of bts and he was saying like you know i'm not you know myself anymore i'm a piece of a bigger thing i am bts like i don't think about what affects me i think about what affects the others and Mm -hmm. even sugar back to my bias even sugar said you know when I'm going through something, I can deal with it. He's like, it's actually much harder for me to see the other members struggling. That's when it's really hard for me. And just kind of talking about like just that group dynamic. And I I think they really illustrated it through how Jungkook pushed himself and his mentality being, well, I have to do it because, you know, I don't know when we're going to be back here again. Personally, I always appreciate artists who can really think about the fans and think about their point of view as opposed to like, man, I'm so tired, blah, blah, blah. I definitely think they have a reason to justifiably be tired. And I'm not really even talking about BTS when I point out this example, but I think there are a lot of artists who think about themselves and like they enjoy the fame at first and then they're tired of it. And then they start resenting, resenting their fans and like, Oh gosh, another meet and greet. Oh gosh. Another concert. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. You know, whereas I feel like BTS and I also feel like Taylor Swift is like this too. I think they think about like this moment tonight could be the best moment of someone's life. So while it's another concert, another day, another thing and I could think of it that way I can't think of that it that way I am thinking about the people who spent their hard earned money to be here who camped out for hours to be here 
each of these people, this is like so important to them. So I want to give them the best show possible. I don't want to phone it in. I don't want to hold back because for each of these people, this is it. This is the experience, you know, that just goes to show like how empathetic and giving of an artist he is and the rest of BTS are to really think that way. It's not sustainable to do your absolute 120% best because you just don't have the ability to do that. But the thought is in the right place and you have to find a way of like giving the best show you can possibly do while still pacing yourself. Right. Yay, Jungkook! (laughs) (laughs) That's everyone, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So now let's talk about some overall thoughts about the film and everything. So some of the things that stood out to me, I had mentioned this before when they went to the Billboard Music Awards in 2017, they were in the middle of their world tour and they had to fly back to Vegas. So and then they flew from Vegas to Australia. So they literally were flying back and forth across the world not just short flights and I just thought that was so crazy um because I know when I fly and the time difference is like an hour it messes me up I can't even imagine flying multiple times 15 16 hour flights and having it be you know a 10 to 12 hour time difference and then having to fly back and only having a couple days to adjust and so the tour wasn't only really hard on their minds but their bodies as well I, you know, I get messed up. It takes me a long time to recover from traveling when I just travel a short distance. So I can't even imagine jet setting all over the world like that and back and forth and back and forth. So I think that's also something that they learned from that tour. And they they went a little more in order, you know, in their tour this year. And they were in the States when they had the award show. And so they're not flying all over the world back and forth. It was a good learning curve for them, the Wings tour. That actually was kind of one of my favorite parts, like collectively, where, well, obviously any of the parts that they were in America, because obviously, oh, yay, mm-hmm. United States, but especially the awards. So I like how, like, at the beginning, when they first went to the Billboard Awards and they were just kind of like there, I like how, like, after it, I think it was Sugar who was saying this, who was like, when they announced this and they announced that we won the Social Artist Award, the crowd screamed really loud. And I think everybody else was around us. All the celebrities were like, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's winning this? And it's true. Like that, that one in America, like really put a spotlight on them. And I think I remember like hearing a little bit about it, but I still didn't like know. And then seeing the AMAs, that was special for me. And I like seeing the footage because that's how I was introduced to BTS. Like, that was my introduction to them, is them performing DNA. And I had heard a little bit, like, people keep talking about this group, you know, so them winning and them just, like, being amazing is how I started to, like, begin this journey with them. And then, of course, seeing the next Billboard Awards, where they definitely were known now, and they also had a performance this time, and just getting to kind of see that process of them achieving their dreams and definitely rising to prominence, at least here in the United States and, you know, also worldwide was really fun to see for them as a group. Yeah, I agree. I, um, seeing their reactions to being at the AMAs and the BBMAs and seeing how they handled it and 
they're like, oh, we're in the States now. Like we have to act a certain way and do be a certain way. And there was one part, oh, something that J-Hope that did stand out to me after they were on the red carpet at the first BBMAs. They went through and, you know, they're being polite and they're doing their whole thing. And J-Hope asked RM, he like leans in. He's like, can we just enjoy it now? Can we enjoy being here? And he's like, yeah, we can. And J-Hope's like, yeah. And then you can see them kind of like relax a little bit and start enjoying themselves. And because that was their first, that was their introduction basically to the States, being at the Billboard Music Awards. And I love that Suga said that. And you can see when they're sitting there and they're filming them, like the people around them and behind them, they're kind of like, who are these guys? Like, why are they sitting here? <laughs> we don't know who they are. And I, I think that was really fun. And something that also stood out to me. So at the end, they did interviews uh, of each of the guys, just little little short interviews. And um, I noticed when they did Jen's, it was really quick. I don't know if you noticed this. It looked like he had a tattoo on his arm. Did you see that? I did not. <laughs> okay. So it looked like he had a tattoo on his arm. Well, he did, but it was a henna tattoo from Bon Voyage season three when they went to Malta. If you watched Bon Voyage, it will make sense to you because uh, Jungkook's hair, he dyed it half pink and half blonde. And then it was like, yeah, it was really weird. And then he dyed it all pink again. RM was a little bit on the tan side. They all had a little bit of a tan. And then I could see um, in, in all their hair colors, Jin was blonde. And he had, he got a dolphin henna tattoo on his arm right there. Um, the interviews were definitely filmed this year after they went to Malta, which was over the summer. So they already knew they were going to be putting this out and everything. And um, it makes a lot of sense because we weren't even told about this. So what, like a month before the tickets went out or went on sale. And so I thought that was really funny. Like it happened so fast. He moved his arm and I'm like, wait, was that a tattoo? I'm like, oh, I bet that's his dolphin tattoo from malta and it was just a henna tattoo so i'm wondering if anyone else noticed that if you did let us know i noticed weird details like that so i thought that was funny so what i want to ask you molly is overall what was your impression of the movie what did you think i actually liked the cinematography the best i think the content was Mm -hmm. was cool but because I watched so many BTS videos and I love Run BTS and Bon Voyage and I like to see their personalities come out. And because I haven't been to a concert, I liked it as a whole, as like a, as a movie. And there were a lot of people saying it was more kind of like a diary. And I totally agree, agree with that. But the cinematography was really nice. How they edited the movie together was just kind of a beautiful story. I really want to watch it again, like in my room by myself and be able to focus on different parts. I am so glad that I went and saw it in a theater with other army for the first experience, but I would really like to watch it by myself and kind of break it down myself to get a little more out of it. As a whole, I thought it was really good. I don't think I would go see it again in the theater because I, I don't know. I just want to be able to focus on it by myself and maybe like stop in places and rewind and watch certain parts again but as a whole it was just really beautifully made and the narration was was really good and I thought it gave that um like you said that poetic feel to it what about you I'll talk about what I liked first and then I'll talk about some of my criticisms 
when the movie ended, I overall felt really good and really happy that I'd seen it and happy that I experienced BTS on the big screen. And obviously, I was like everybody else in the movie theater when it was coming to an end, like, oh, like, don't be over. Like, we all kind of were like, oh, we want to spend more time with BTS. So I really enjoyed that. Um, as Molly said, I really enjoyed the cinematography. I thought that was well done. The shots of them in action in the concerts and everything like that, like, just really vibrant, really great shots and everything like that. I did enjoy the narration. Like I said, I liked the way that it was like written. Um, I feel like they could write like a little poetry book, just like with all of the narration kind mm-hmm. of like lined up and the way that they kind of described everything that they were going through. And obviously the parts that we talked about earlier with the individual members, like the way that sugar stood out and J hope and just really getting to see them shine on the screen and like RM as the leader. I definitely enjoyed it when it first was announced. I was like, Oh, do I try to see it multiple times? Can I see it multiple times? Can I see it once? Because it got sold out real quick ahead of time. I think after seeing it, I'm actually okay with seeing it once. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, but Yeah, that's what I liked about it overall. So some of the things that maybe I felt like could be improved or different or whatever, I don't really know. I don't really know where I'm going to go with this, but (laughs) I definitely think that there's like some room for maybe improvement. Maybe that's not the right word to say. So one of the things that they could improve upon, like Molly and I were saying, is that while I feel like Sugar really was able to like stand out, I feel like we didn't really get anything from V. Besides Jungkook passing out, I feel like we didn't get that much from him either. Mm-hmm. And so as a whole, I don't really feel like the guys got like focused on. And, you know, I think what I'm wanting is probably a completely different documentary. And I know that's mean to say or weird to say. And I enjoyed it. So I think it's weird. But some of the things that I think about about my expectations going in, I think I kind of have an understanding of what like music documentaries sort of are like. And I really would have liked them to one have included more music. I felt like they just very minimally put music in. And obviously music is such a huge part of what they do. Uh, I just felt like that was like, they just put like very small bits of it to Mm -hmm. the point where I wondered if they even had the rights to their music because it was so few moments of their actual music in there. And I'll talk about that in a second. Another thing is like, I wish they would have interspersed the interviews more throughout. Yes, me too. Sorry. I, (laughs) that's what I was going to say. I, yep, I do too. Yeah, like I just felt like they put them all at the end and it was kind of like heavy handed at the end where it would have been really nice to just kind of get more of what the guys thought and like an overarching thing from their own voice throughout the movie. Um, Another thing is that like I would have liked them to kind of have. okay, so you said you went and you sat by a guy who was new to BTS and he was asking you questions. For me, I felt like with them coming to the big screen, this is a way to introduce them to Mm -hmm. people who maybe have heard their names but are curious and maybe don't know as much. I think it would have been really great to just have some more introductory elements. Like, they never even introduced the guys. Like, you would have to know who the guys are. They said their names, but they didn't really, like, introduce them. Also, I wanted I was hoping that maybe this movie would shed some light on more of, like, how they got together. There was a portion towards the end where they showed some of the like debut and pre-debut footage but you'd have to kind of know what that was I guess I just wanted to see more of like 
a structured story and more of like their points of view and their perspectives as individuals coming together in the group. I guess if I have any critique, it's, or I guess I should put it this way. I, when the film was done and we were in the car, I asked my boyfriend what he thought of it. Cause you know, he's a casual fan and everything. And he brought up a lot of these points that I'm actually bringing up now. I was just in my like, kind of like, ah, BTS, like stupor. And he was like, I feel like this. You saw the scene of Jimin criticizing himself for something he did in rehearsal. He's like, that means he's a perfectionist. Everything that BTS does is like perfection. I feel like with this, like they didn't really do BTS justice. He's like, I feel like their personalities and just who they are in their everyday lives carried the film. But I don't feel like from a filmmaking standpoint that they really kind of like stepped up their game and did what they're supposed to do on their end to really like produce the film that BTS is worthy of and that's when I started thinking I'm like they didn't really announce this film until really late like we didn't know it was being made we knew that they had a BTS series on YouTube the movies made by YouTube as well so I was wondering a couple of things one I wonder if they did this more as a test a test to see how like markets around the world would respond to a BTS film before they put a lot of money into like the film, you know, like a big one, because I was also surprised to see so much, many clips from the original burn the stage. And that's from me only watching three episodes of it. So I never was able to finish it. And I'm actually glad that I didn't finish it before I saw the film. Because when I saw the clips that I did see that I'd already seen before, I was like, oh, you know, I thought this is going to be more new stuff. Even though they repackaged it differently, it wasn't like the same exact stuff or like put in, in the same exact way. Even from the three of the eight episodes that I'd seen, along with the other clips that I'd just seen online of different things. I felt like I had known a lot of like the stuff that was in the film. And that's for me, not really like trying. I don't know. I, well, uh... I agree on everything except one point. Um, I definitely did want the interviews interspersed. I knew there was going to be interviews and I was actually, the whole movie was like, waiting for them to be interviewed and it's getting towards, it was kind of chronological. So it's getting towards where you know it's going to be the end. I'm like, wait, where are these interviews? Like, oh, they they really kind of hyped up the interviews, actually. Like, oh, never before seen interviews, behind the scenes interviews with the guys. They never happened until the very end. So I was a little disappointed in that. But I loved the interviews nonetheless. And they're always very eloquent and well-spoken. And the interviews are always well done. And the questions they, they pose them are always really good. Um, but I would have liked them interspersed in between the only thing i will disagree with you on is being more of like a story of their debut and stuff because i think that is a totally other documentary i think that movie needs to be made and hopefully like you said this maybe was a test for that maybe like the rise of bts is coming or something and it starts from their debut to where they will be when the movie's finished or whatever because this specifically was Burn the Stage, the Wings tour. So it did its job and what the title was. Like it just covered from February of 2017 to December of 2017 with a handful of things from this year, like the the BBMAs and their interviews and stuff. So I think it did its job in that um, of covering the tour fairly well. But I 100% agree on the the music part, though. I was expecting a whole lot more music 
than there was. And the music that there was, it was very um, broken up. So it would like start the song and they would go into something and they would like finish the song. And it was very, it was different. Well, I I guess when I was saying like the stuff about the debut and the story and, and that's kind of what I preface it with, too, is saying like maybe it's a whole different film. I guess I'm saying like if you aren't going to include the music on a documentary that's kind of about like their tour, then maybe you can include some other elements. But I totally agree with you. I think that is a different movie. And I hope that's one that they consider making like a, a bigger focused film and mm-hmm. kind of these elements that I said that I would like to see because those are things I'd like to see just because they were missing doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it but what I would say about the music is again I think that was the biggest thing I was disappointed about like I feel like they could have interspersed a performance at the very beginning to open the movie movie Mm -hmm. then like you know maybe two or three songs but interjected with like behind the scenes stuff you know in between and then they didn't even have to play like the whole song but maybe like a good portion of a performance and everything like that and then maybe end on like a really good song too. And I just feel like the music is just such a big element of who they are and I was really looking forward to seeing them really like dance and to hear like the music and see the choreography and see it on stage. I also wanted to like know a little bit more about like the crew and like what it takes to put on a show like that. We got to see it again glimpses just like we said we saw V visually but we didn't get to hear or really feel that so I didn't really get to know like what does it really take for this how many dates did they really have for the wings tour like uh, they could have done a segment like a day in the life like this is where they started like 5 a.m to like you know 2 a.m like to see like this is what their day looks like time lapse or something you know just to kind of yeah just to kind of get like more of a feel of what it was. And so when I started to really kind of examine it from that point of view and discussing it on the way home with my boyfriend, I was like, you know, I think he's right. Like, I think that here's the thing. I love BTS and everybody in that auditorium probably love BTS. Anybody seeing this. So you're not going to be really that critical. Cause like I said, I just had happy feelings pretty much when it was done because I got to spend that 83 minutes in the big screen with other fans watching my favorite group on the face of the planet. So I was still happy. Right. But when I took a step back and looked at it with a more of a critical eye, I realized like they kind of did do somewhat of the low hanging fruit <laughs> in a sense, because they know that they can, because we just want to see BTS, you know? So right. a- again, I'm just hoping that they were doing it more of like, let's just do it as a tester. Let's whip this up. Let's see what we can do. Let's distribute it. See how much money it costs. Like just basically doing a pilot test for like a bigger movie. And I really hope in the future that they do another movie because this was successful. And I hope that they really give it the justice that it needs and tell the story that really deserves to be told so that all seven members really get to shine so that we really understand where they're coming from. And hopefully people who don't know BTS or this is an introduction to BTS won't be confused because I right. feel like you really had to know BTS and kind of be aware of who they are and what they were doing to really understand and appreciate it. And again, that music element that is really what bands all of us together was missing. So those are just my critiques, but Even though I'm saying that, if you guys have a chance to see it, I think it's definitely worth seeing. And it's something that I would watch again, like you said, on my own. I wouldn't necessarily go out to the movies to see it again. But I really enjoyed it. I had such, like, a good time. I think that they're such a special group. And like I said... What makes the movie shine is not necessarily the the production elements or the the stuff that the people who are professionals 
for movies did because I don't think that they actually did enough. <laughs> but I think BTS is what makes the movie shine. Yeah. Their dynamic, who they are on an everyday basis, just living their lives is really what was highlighted and that you can take away from the movie and really enjoy. And for me, it was about the experience as well. Um, so even though the movie was lacking in some areas, I had a great experience. I went to meet army and i did and i made two new friends that are close to my age (laughs) and in my area which is something that i really wanted to do because erica is my best friend but she's so far away and time difference and different schedules and there's times like i want to have someone else to talk to bts about and i don't and now i have that and that's what this movie brought me just expanding my army family and you know, getting to experience BTS for the first time in public because we are both so new and we've never been to a concert and we've never been to a fan sign, anything like that. Getting that experience made it, made the night for me uh, regardless. Uh, I wouldn't go see it again in the theater because I wouldn't have the same experience as the first time. And like I'd said before, I really want to focus on the movie. So I hope it will come out on like on DVD or digital download or something like that. And I can um, get it and be able to do that in the future. Yes, definitely. And also, if you haven't seen Burn the Stage the first season, you really don't need to see it. I mean, you can, and I think it's good to see to get more in-depth, like behind-the-scenes interviews and tours stuff. But I, I would actually recommend people seeing the movie first and then watching the series. Because I think it if you're like, you watch the movie and you're like, ooh, I want a little bit more, I think it's better to go backwards than to go to the movie and see the clips. So I think it kind of works better that way, personally speaking. What I do like about a movie and why I hope they do a few movies in the future is that we not everybody's going to be able to see them. The capacity, mm-hmm. it's just impossible, you know. And so I don't know when I'm ever going to get to see them, but I was so excited to see them in the big screen. And like you said, it's a way of having the army community come together. And I think that if they had another movie or even more events that like, or more releases of things and potential local events kind of centered around that, I think that could be like really cool because I know army just like loves getting together and showing their support. And it's really nice to see like faces about it. Here's what I hope. I want two movies at least in the future. One being the one about like their whole story from like the beginning, the origins to their rise to fame. And that's more of like the structured documentary, like we said, with the interviews, with the uh, the behind the scenes. I want to know a little bit more about their families, where they came from, stuff like that. So that's a movie that I want. And then the second movie that I would want is more of like, do the love yourself concert. I want to see the concert. I want to like go and see it on the screen, big screen, the music pumping and see it the way that the Apple, Apple music did like the Taylor Swift, 1989 tour, the mm-hmm. way that you've seen other concert tours. I would love to see something like that because again, not all of us can go. It'd be so much fun to just sing and dance and to see them so big on screen and to see them in high quality definition cameras and like I would love 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 to see that I think that would do so well and I would probably see that one like a million times a hundred times (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a really good point you know there's a lot of 
bigger artists in the states that have had that i think bts would just it would sell out so fast uh, probably as fast as their concerts sell out but it would be a lot easier and more affordable for a lot of army to be able to go to that is even though we are new to them i don't even know if i would have been able to afford it at some point this year to be able to go see them when they were in the states that's something too and we always talk about planning to go to korea or planning to go to a show it's like we have to save up for that it's not something that we can do on a whim and just whip up some money and and go see them if they were to like oh surprise we're back in the states so to do something like that would allow a lot of army that love them and love to listen to their music but can't afford to go to a concert to be able to enjoy it and i also know that sometimes i think i forget what the company is called but there's this company that always advertises before movies and they like do like live streams of concerts sometimes and it Mm -hmm. costs more it the ticket definitely costs more but that'd be cool if they did like a live thing like around the world where we can all watch the same concert and watch it happening you know, a one-time event that you pay for and, like, you can be with ARMY, but just singing there. They sell merchandise like ARMY bombs, t-shirts, and stuff like that. Like, that could be so cool, and I'd love that. And, again, that's another way for fans to get to see them just in case you don't ever get to, like, really see them in person. Yep. Yep, I agree. So, hey, marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> give us a Give us a call. We have some ideas for you. But you yeah, have to meet I, BTS in person. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yes, <laughs> that's our um, that's our payment is getting to meet them in person. But yeah, I also would recommend going to see it, whether you're a new BTS fan or you're a dedicated long term army. Um, it was a really great experience for me. So I'm really glad that I went. I don't know. There's always going to be something to improve on on everything. So I think they did a great job. Maybe they just all of a sudden were like, hey, let's make this into a movie. And they put it together really quickly. If that's the case, then it was really great. If this is something they've been working on for a really long time, then, yeah, there could have been some improvements. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think it's the former. I think it's one of those things that they, you know, they're rising in fame. They're doing this. And then I think they were like, wait, we can do a movie. Because, again, it was not announced like a year ago. Like, they're making a movie. It's just kind of like, oh, in two weeks or in a month, this (laughs) movie is going to come out. (laughs) So I I think it's kind of that. And so I think it was good for what it was. I think it was a tester. That's what I'm going to tell myself. No matter what, even with Room for Improvement, like you said, it's still worth seeing. I agree. I'm glad that I went and I'm glad that you went and it was fun that we had different experiences, but we still kind of got the same things out of it. And you came away with friends. I came away with like fear. (laughs) (laughs) But my my new friends are going to be your new friends, too. So um, we're all friends in the BTS army. Yeah, and like you said, now you have some people to talk to BTS in person with. Like, I do have my boyfriend, so we talk about it enough. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's currently fine. I like, have I, no one else to talk to other than Erica, and she probably is like, um, "Can we talk about something else? Maybe for no. two seconds." <laughs> I just said I would talk to my boyfriend, and but here's the difference with you: I could gush. So like. It wasn't until we were going home and he's like, okay. Because I was like, what did you think? We were still in the movie theater. And I was like, what did you think of the film? And he's like, let's wait till we're in the car. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like, what does he have to say that? Like, 
he thinks that wouldn't be accepted. And so as we were driving home, he brought up these points and I was like, okay, those are actually valid points, but I wasn't thinking that. So it's like, sometimes you want to be able to gush. So I feel like if you and I had like, watch it, we would have been like, oh my gosh, Jimin, Jungkook, whatever. And like, you have that moment. And so I was just like, man, don't be raining on my parade. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of right, but I still loved it. (laughs) It was fun. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully you guys got to see it. If you didn't, we definitely did not do it justice in this podcast. <laughs> but hopefully you got a little taste of what it was about. And again, hopefully they do release it in some form uh, digitally or in a physical DVD or something um, or Blu-ray nowadays that we can purchase and keep that and put it in our BTS collections. Because again, it as cinematically if you're a cinephile or you like documentaries it was very well made that way so um honestly I could just kind of play it without the sound and (laughs) read the words and it would be (laughs) it would be a beautiful movie so I am I'm excited for what's to come with them and hopefully this just means bigger and better things it was a great experience yes it was and so until the next time why say no when you can say B T yes. Yay. See you next time. Bye.